And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode 389. We're coming at you from a snowy Chicago, Illinois. My name is Tom Harris. Welcome along to the show and the dead of winter, as it were, where not a lot is going on, I have to admit. I covered all the Thor news last time. I mean, you know, I have to cover it sometime. But anyway, uh, we are here and uh, we are moving on this week to something new. Um, well, something old, something new, you know how it goes. Uh, and uh, we're going to be continuing on with our coverage of Walt Simonson's Ragnarok. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You behold in breathless wonder the god of thunder, mighty Lord. And this week we are looking at Ragnarok. The Breaking of Helheim, issue number one, issue number one of six, publication date was July of 2019, cover art is by Walt Simonson and inked by Laura Martin, it looks like or colored by Laura Martin anyway, and it shows what appears to be Odin, and he's holding a spear as Odin is wont to do, and there's a Valkyrie type woman behind him, and beside him there's a... Uh, a warrior who may or may not be Tyr. I'm thinking it's Tyr. He seems to be missing a hand and his sword seems to be strapped onto like a a thing on his wrist. So yeah, in my opinion, it's Tyr. And looming behind symbolically, of course, is the uh, skullish face of Thor as he appears uh, and after his resurrection. Um, and we see down below people are fighting. And I'm guessing that this is, of course, betraying the Ragnarok uh, battle, the great battle of Ragnarok, where everything it came to an end almost. And I'm, I'm noticing um, just a, a detail that I probably wouldn't mention, so as I need to call it out when I notice it. And that is one of the swords that is being used in this is a very Jack Kirby-ish design. It is very much in the, the style of what Kirby was drawing in the 70s. It's, it's not a traditional sword, as you would think. It's just kind of the weird notches out of it and stuff like that. Anyway, it's uh, very cool looking, and it's one that you don't see uh, Simonson drawing very much. So let's move on to the splash page where we have the credits. Walter Simonson was the story and artist. Laura Martin was the colorist. John Workman was the letterer. Scott Dunbeer is the editor. Our story so far. At the end of days, the gods and their enemies met on the great battle plain of Vigrid, where they fought to the death. But Thor, the Aesir's greatest warrior, was absent. No one knew why. His absence was devastating. The doubly Midgard serpent Jormungand, whom Thor was destined to slay and be slain by, not only remained alive, but aided its allies. And in the end, the gods died and their enemies lived. That's new information, by the way. The nine worlds collapsed to become the Dusklands, a vast realm ruled by the victors. Several hundred years later, Thor mysteriously reappeared. 
Unaware of the course of events during his absence, he soon learned that he was the last god alive. So picking up his hammer, Mjolnir, the son of Odin, strode off into the Duskland, seeking out the enemies of the gods to show them that as long as the most dangerous warrior of the Aesir remains alive, Ragnarok still continues. Death is alive and well, and stalking the Duskland's. And the scene begins where we have a burning pyre, which I believe that uh, Thor created at the end of the last six-issue arc of, of Ragnarok. And he has his uh, squirrely friend, Ratatosk, with him. Uh, the title of the story is The Doom of the Powers. And the two of them are watching this, this pyre be um, burning. I guess that's what pyres do. And uh, it was the memorial to all of the dead gods. And, and we, yeah, we got that kind of at the end of the last miniseries where Thor is burning all the, the bodies and stuff. The captions say... In the ruins of Asgard, a great pyre stands burning, fired eternally by a rage of lightning. Neither consumed nor destroyed, it is a memorial to the dead gods and their children. A memorial created by the last god standing, the god of thunder, Thor. And uh, Radatusk says, Can we go now? You try my patience, Radatusk. My family and all who died are honored by that pyre. Yeah, yeah, but my patience. We stop, stock up, go, remember? Been here six months. You barely eat, barely sleep. Go around moping, it's all. Tired of dried apple slices, no matter how good for you. Bad guys still out there. Not know why they not come for you yet. Maybe you just walk into damn lightning, get it over with. Or that not work for a god. And there's a, a screact as the lightning bolt kind of crashes down next to Ratatosk and spooking him. See, that's what I'm talking about. You so out of practice, you miss. You attack a bad guy, now he hand you your head. Singe my tail, though. I'll singe more than that next time. I'll... And Thor is interrupted by uh, face. Um, it, it appears to be a totem of, of some description. I believe we were introduced to this last time. It's a one-eyed uh, figure here. Uh, kind of a very abstract sort of sculpture sort of thing. And it's going, Thor, 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 Thor. And Thor whirls abound. What was that? What was what? My father's voice calling to me. And Thor goes running off towards Lady, his his weird lizard horse thing. And uh, he goes, uh, Lady, stand ready. Ratatosk, into the saddlebag. Okay, we really have been here too long. We must away while the echoes of Odin's summons still ring in my ears. Nothing, nothing. I'm saying nothing. And they go flying off on Lady, and we see um, a fire demon just kind of burrowing up out of the ground. And uh, I remember he Thor kind of dropped a whole bunch of uh, rocks and stuff on top of a bunch of fire demons. He comes uh, bur burrowing up out of the ground, and he's saying, Gone at last. I've been trapped here since the battle with Thor and the Black Elf. I thought to spy on Thor when he returned, but the pyre he fired with holy lightning sapped my strength. Only my hiding place saved me, and Thor would have killed me if he'd found me. Now no fire starter can get close to Asgard in that terrible pyre, but Thor spent all his time in despair staring at the flames. I must leave before I am too weak to fly. I don't know where he's going, but I must get word to Surger immediately. This could be our chance. 
And we shift to a village, a human village apparently, a few days later, it says, in a rugged little town on the edge of desolation. And uh, Thor and Ratatosk are arriving on the back of Lady. And Ratatosk says, That bar looks disreputable enough. Smells like old blood, orcs and trolls, maybe even elves. Good, says Thor. Someone there should know the area. Thor goes into the... I like how it has swinging doors like an old Western movie. They're not in that style, but it is that. I mean, yeah, basically a half door. And Thor goes in. Bartender, a bucket of mead. We don't serve Draugr here, says the bartender. Remember, Thor is very undead looking with his missing jaw and his skull face and all that. We kill them, Thor says. So do I. And he takes some gold out of a pouch and throws it on the bar. Goes clink, 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 clink. And the, the bartender picks up gold coin and uh, um, he uh, gets a bucket of mead and hands it to uh, Thor. And he says, this big enough? And Thor picks it up and he gulps it all down, basically in one gulp, and spills it over the front of him because he doesn't have a bottom jaw. Ah, a question. What lies beyond the town, says Thor. The blackened fetch. Locals call it Death's Oven. It's empty for a hundred leagues in every direction. Nothing lives there, nothing grows. A total dead zone. Why do you ask? I'm headed that way. Your funeral, mister, if that even applies to Draugar. Do you know those two guys who walked out just after I came in? Never saw them before in my life. Drifters. Like me. Good. We could use some practice. And ladies hungry. Sir? Thanks for the mead. Surprisingly good. It may be even better in the future. And he walks out. And the people in the, uh, in the pub, one of them looks like Fandral, kind of from behind. That guy really a drogger? Never saw one drink mead before. Kind of creepy. Thor goes to Lady and is uh, kind of petting her on the schnozzle. And he's saying... Uh, I know I haven't fed you too well lately, lady. That's about to change. And the people who left the uh, bar earlier are kind of sneaking up from behind, and uh, they're going to rob Thor, apparently. And they've got the knife to his back, and one guy says, You move, you die, mister. Just give Dugal here your purse, very slowly. Look to be full of gold. And the other guy's going, Ha, ha, ha. It is, says Thor, and he grabs the uh, guy's face with a whacked, and the other guy uh, uh, is so so surprised by this that he kind of throws his knife, and uh, he goes, hey! Thor grabs the, uh, the thief with a gack, and as he does that, lady opens up her mouth and basically swallows the other guy head first, and then the uh, guy's like, Carwin, help and, uh, yeah, he's basically dead. Thor is questioning his uh, friend here. Too late for your friend. No any prayers. And the thief is going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Close enough, says Thor. Go. And he sets him free, and he goes running off. And we shift scenes, and we are a, uh, I guess, uh, another place. And it's very dark, and there's different uh, characters here. And it says, Elsewhere, far beyond the edge of the dusklands, in the depths of the primordial abyss of nothingness, faint sparks of light begin to flicker, and the Ganunga Gap itself starts to swirl around emerging forms of sentience. 
the conclave of the great enemies is about to begin. And it shows each of them in turn as we, um, as we uh, talk here. Surtur, Holvac, the troll king, the lord of frost giants, Hrim, Jormungand, the world serpent, and lesser enemies as well. <laughs> so, um, Surt is very fiery, as you might imagine. He tried very hard to make him not look like uh, the Marvel Surt. So he's just kind of a, yeah, angular face, kind of fiery fire coming up off his eyes and nose. Uh, the Troll King is this purple dude with a like a circlet around his forehead and a jewel in it. Uh, Lord of the Frost Giants is like as pointy, icy icicles and uh, sharp edges kind of a frost giant. Uh, Jormungand is just kind of a big red eye and a green uh, scaly face. And then the lesser enemies as well. We have uh, two women and um, a guy who is kind of dressed in sort of spiky armor. And Serge is going, where's Altgar? He's late. And the frost giant is like, The Draugr chieftain's a waste. What good are the dead to us? And uh, there's a, a Draugr here who's uh, casting some sort of a spell. I'm not really sure what. Eyes mighty him. My kind are everywhere. If Thor so much as sets foot in the Dusklands, I shall know about it. And the Conclave will know too within seconds. Then why hasn't he been found yet, says the frost giant. Peace, Hrim. Odin's rogue son has been found. In the ruins of Asgard, where neither the dead nor my fire starters dare go. I've just had word, and this is obviously the little fire demon that dug out of the ground earlier in the issue. Then let's kill him, says the frost giant. And we see some of the other uh, people standing around on the little globes. So I guess they're meant to uh, represent the nine worlds, but don't really know. Not easily done, says Sert. Thor has departed through the air on a sort of goat. Beneath his dignity, I would have thought. But my servant could not follow without being spotted and slain. Then what the hell? Patience, Rim, please. It is only a matter of time before my Draugr spot him. And then he is ours, says the uh, undead uh, spokesperson here. And we shift scenes. We're back to um, to Thor and Lady and Ratatosk. And they're standing on the top of a cliff and looking down over a, a dreadful wasteland. And Thor says, The black and fetch lies before us, Ratatosk, as far as the eye can see. And I mean to enter it. Odin's voice, it came. From here. This dreadful place, Thor. Don't like it. I hide in pouch. Don't get killed. Don't eat all the apple slices, says Thor. And Thor is getting this message still from the totem. We see the image of the totem as we have. And it's saying, uh, Thor, come, Thor, come, Thor, come, Thor, come, Thor, come, Thor, come. And Thor is like, Father! And Lady goes bounding off over the horizon and says, On the far horizons, lightning begins to play. And we have a thraboom of lightning. And we see the uh, the totem head of, of Odin that's been calling to Thor uh, seems to have like a little crackle around it. 
and Thor is riding forward, and we get a little bit of narration here, which appears to be kind of... This is, uh, again, retelling the, the original Battle of Ragnarok where everyone died. And the gathering darkness, an echo, an echo, an echo. Enveloped by shadow, my spirit all but gone, my son come at last, seeker of knowledge. This tale will I tell. Be silent and hearken to my words. A sword age, axe age, shields are cloven. A wind age, wolf age, ere the world sinks. No man will spare another. Winter wraps the world in death. And we see a battle, big battle going on. Of course, Ragnarok, the horn is borne aloft. And we see Heimdall looking kind of traditionally Heimdallish, uh, blowing his uh, Gjallar horn. The sounding blast of the Gjallar horn loudly blows Heimdall. Groans Yggdrasil, the ancient ash. The world's axis shivers. Fenrir is freed, and we see him uh, you know, bounding around and uh, presumably about to eat everybody. Loudly bays Gorm before gaping hell. All bounds are broken. Forth the bloody wolves. And we see, uh, we have a double page here of the wolves, and one of them is eating the sun, and one of them is eating the moon, as that happens in, uh, in the, the, the myth itself. Ironwood fostered in the deep forest, Fenrir's brood born of a giantess. They feed on the flesh of the dead, and the home of gods they've reddened with gore. Skull and Hati and monstrous guises snatch the sun, devour the moon. Torment is theirs in full measure, for sun and moon still blaze. Doom fated from the sky they tumble, their bodies blackening and burning. In giant wrath does the world serpent writhe, he lashes the waves. Seeking Odin's thundering sun, the worm seethes and thrashes. Silence is his only answer. O'er the sea from the north, there sails a ship. With the hosts of Helheim, at the helm stands Loki. Following in fury, Fenrir and all his frightful kinsmen. Heimdall, warder of Asgard, stands against the giant's blood. Farbauti's sly son advances. Neither Loki nor his noble foe will witness the world's end. We, we see this battle between uh, Heimdall and Loki as uh, you know, portrayed in, in the Ragnarok story. And they seem to be just kind of sticking their sword through each other at the same time. Fry seeks out Surtur, but his invincible sword was sacrificed for love. The fiery one's weapon is wielded with only malice, and Fry falls before its might. And we see that happening. Odin fares to fight the wolf. Then must he fall, Freya's beloved. Vidar, Odin's offspring, seeks the wolf, but Jormungand, unslain, strikes. The sun dies, cursing the worm. Tyr, one hand, falls before the wolf of hell. Garm's jaws rend his fearless foe. But Tyr sheathes his blade in the monster's breast. They depart the battle together. Yggdrasil falters. The world axis fails and... Uh, we see kind of the, the tree collapsing, branches falling down and stuff. Pinned beneath the serpent Needhog screams in pain as the nine realms collapse. The dying worlds disintegrate. Fiercely flows the stream as flames feed upon the worlds. The tortured lands froth and fracture. Skull and Hati lie dead. Corpse lamps lighting the ruin of all that was and all that is left. Separate realms no longer. And finally, in the gloaming, 
coalescing into unfamiliar forms. The dusk lands are born. But where is your brother Balder? His death betokened doom's beginning. He sailed a burning ship, Helheim bound, and returned not. He remains lost. And what of Hel herself, Helheim's ruler? Loki's spawn came not to battle, but gathered our enemies, guiding them to gut the worlds. Hel's Draugar bleed into the Dusklands as Helheim disgorges her denizens to destroy all who yet live. They attack Asgard and the Aesir who remain. Woe to golden-haired Sif, her son, her daughters, sell their lives dearly, but the dead are legion. And we see uh, yeah, a bunch of dead people, including you know, Sif and all these other people. And we see uh, Thor is, uh, I don't know, he's... Uh, listening to all of this or whatever, but it says, freed from shadow, one son remains, alive again, his future unwritten, holding in his forged gauntlets the fate of the Dusklands. I am spent. I sink now in silence. And Thor apparently has been having all of this communicated to him by, by Odin or by the totem or whatever it is. And now that it's done, he's like, Yark! And uh, he's sitting in the rain, uh, in this sort of wasteland, and he's going, Oh, no. You okay? says the squirrel. Lord Odin, or his shade, showed me the final battle. Really? Whether a dream, a vision, or a hallucination, I don't know. But I believe what I saw. My father, my brothers, the Aesir and the Vanir, the great families of the gods, all dead. And most of their enemies alive. The blackened fetch is all that's left of Vigrid itself, the battle plain where the gods fought and died. It has remained accursed and lifeless since the end of the last battle. You were right, Radatusk. The time for mourning is over. I'm sorry I singed your tail. I will find my enemies and kill them, but first I will try to heal the wounds of this broken land in so far as I am able. And he takes his hammer and he slams it on the ground with a crack a room. Now, lots and lots of Kirby crackle, big uh, fractures happening with the earth. This, the, 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 the whole ground is just running apart with a crack a kick, 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 kick. We see plants starting to grow on the, uh, the desolate ground. And Thor is uh, saying out loud The plain has been watered, it is aching to be restored. Already life begins to return to this blasted landscape. Comrade Atosk, it's time we did something about the Draugar curse climbing out of the Dusklands to plague what is left of mankind. We ride for the rim of Helheim, beyond the ruins of Angantir's hold. Helheim? Seriously? Couldn't just drop me off somewhere. See, Draugar. And the caption says the wind is bitter and his companion gives no answer. We shift scenes and we are in a village... Uh, this is a small village, many leagues distant. We see a familiar uh, little elf girl. Uh, this, of course, is Drifa from the first series. And she's being guarded by a, uh, a troll. And the, the troll has a very unmarvel troll kind of look. I guess they would have to get as far away from that look as possible. But he's got these huge teeth and, and gold eyes and sort of stretched out skin uh very uh it, it looks almost mask-like and maybe it is a mask i'm not really sure i don't think it is but it, it, it looks kind of like a african mask or something of that that description uh the troll comes in and he says drifa what's the matter 
You look frightened. Are you crying? You have good ears, Javok. I was trying to be quiet. Is it me? Trolls are often frightening, except to other trolls. Not exactly, but you are kind of scary. If I could, I would look as beautiful as an elf for you. But I would still be what I am, a troll and a killer. May I touch your hand? Surely. And he comes closer and puts his hand out and she touches it. I understand you better now. Killing notwithstanding, you were gentle in your own way. Perhaps as beautiful as any elf. Ha <laughs> ha That'll be the day. But what is troubling you, little one? Is it Thor? Yes, he's going to descend into Helheim. I can read the mortal flow of time some, but the gods, the great enemies, their ways are beyond my abilities. They make their own futures. But I sense trouble, and I'm afraid for Thor. And uh, there's somebody kind of eavesdropping outside the window that we just see now, and... Uh, they, they go skulking away, and they're uh, thinking about what they've just heard. A good sign. Thor plans to enter Helheim, and the little Cirrus is worried. Our time has come to find Thor, my sprite, and thence to search. And, uh, yeah, so it's, he has a little a fire demon in his hand, and we have a to-be-continued... And, of course, we have the next issue page shows Thor in chains and uh, some sort of troll or, or dwarf kind of, of looking at him from behind. And that is Ragnarok, the Siege of Helheim, number one. All right. So, um, yeah, we, we actually have a bonus feature here. There's a QA. and a I'm not really going to talk about... Uh, uh, that, but it is interesting. A little, um, you know, a little bit of detail as to what is coming. We have some uh, uh, jam art. Um, this is sort of uh, the uh, Thor and uh, Usagi Yojimbo team up here by uh, Sakai and by uh, Simonson, kind of doing. It looks like they're drawing each other's characters here. That, that appears to be what it was going on here, uh, and yeah, so. It's uh, pretty pretty cool, and uh, it looks like uh, yeah, the different uh, artists drew different things. But the, the important thing is that mainly uh, you know Simonson and Sakai kind of drew each other's uh, characters, which is kind of fun, and a beautiful colored version of that that we also see here, um, and it's it's cool. We also get kind of pencil roughs for the uh, the cover, uh, which uh, look very cool, and a finished version of black and white. So yeah. Major cool stuff going on here, and we'll talk all about that right after this message. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Ant-Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto, so both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, <laughs> Doc Samson. Who's Star Fox. That's a video game. <laughs> The girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we are back to talk about the issue a little bit. So, yeah, um, I've kind of made little comments here and there as we've gone along because I, I think that 
makes things move easier sometimes when you're trying to describe things and, and kind of commenting them as you go. Um, but as you can tell, I really enjoyed the issue. I am enjoying this return to Ragnarok. Of course, we are going to be covering this over the next six episodes. So yeah, thumbs up, everybody. Uh, I've been looking forward to getting back into uh, Ragnarok again. And yeah, it's it's been uh, kind of a, a long wait since last time we covered it, I think a couple of years ago now. But anyway, um, artwork is phenomenal. Writing is pretty good. Um, still kind of vague about what's going on. And I, I think that that's just kind of the style that, that Simonson seems to be working with right now. Uh, we've got uh, definite, um, this uh, strange little bit of character development. So we know that to some extent, Odin is still sticking around, whether that be in ghost form or, or whatever. But, but we have the, the, the totem with the lightning crackling around it that is calling out to Thor. And uh, maybe we'll find out more about it, and I'm assuming that we will at some point. But it is uh, pretty cool that uh, we have uh, you know, other gods, as it were, who, who are unaccounted for. So it's not simply a, a matter of just Thor being alive. There, there are other gods that we kind of don't know where they are, if, if anywhere, including Balder. So that's, that's interesting. I, I think that, that it's really easy to overlook the, uh, the coloring or a Martin and her magnificent colors. Uh, there's some really, really fine bits of, of coloring here. Uh, the the uh, scene where Ratatos gets his tail singed is just, uh, it's a masterful piece of highlighting in, in the blue and the brown, and it's just really, really nice. And it's, uh, you know, again, I, I can't say enough good things about the issue, and it, and it does get hard to say nice things after a while because you've kind of said it all. But uh, definitely I'm enjoying this and uh, looking forward to the next five issues. And with that... I've kind of kind of done it. <laughs> I think I don't have really a lot more to say about it. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. I just want to do a quick shout out here at the end. Save Dr. Bill. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard.